www.brfcs.com. By the fans. For the fans. Since 1996. Welcome to BRFCS podcast number 68. I'm Wen Wahoo, the BRFCS editor. Today we're going to be continuing with the theme of Rovers in the community. In podcast number 66, Paul, who's responsible for special projects with the Rovers Trust, was with us to explain the recent application to have Ewood Park registered as an asset of community value. And today I'm joined in the studio by the co-chair of the Rovers Trust, Oliver Jones, better known as Oz on the BRFCS forums. Well, uh, welcome and uh, good morning to you, Oz. Good morning. How are you this morning? You're a bit busy, I think. Yeah, I've got a lot on. Um, decorating, job hunting, kids at school, so uh, uh, as soon as I get back to work, the better, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for taking time out to come on to BRFCS podcast. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you were last with us for podcast number 49, uh, way back uh, last November, mm. And uh, you were discussing the launch of the trust. Um, it uh, seems a long time ago now. It was. Yeah. And uh, today you're going to bring us up to date on the wider range of trust activities since the trust elections back in May. May 13th was uh, when the elections were held. Yeah. Uh, um, the elections, we, we heard uh, in advance from Paul uh, that uh, the elections were uh, going to be held uh, May 13th, I think there was a, um, a meeting on the 15th to announce them. And uh, the people who were put up for election, uh, who were previously involved in the trust, uh, were all elected to positions. Yeah, there's, um, the, the breakdown is there's a secretary, which is a non-elected position. Uh, then there's the two co-chairmen, I'm one and Wayne Wilde is the other. We were both uh, elected unopposed, as that goes. Uh, so I'm hoping that indicates some level of satisfaction from previous endeavour on both our parts. Um, and then there were six um, board members that were elected um, from those uh, original candidates, um, and they're all uh, in situ now and, and doing um, fantastic jobs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there were s- seven members put themselves up for election, I think it was. Uh, yeah, I think that was, yeah. uh, it's, forgive me, but I might think yeah. six, seven or eight, I think um, yeah. we whittled it down to six in the end. Yeah, that's good. Now, um, you, you've got uh, an AGM coming up in October. Yep. Um, October 21st, I believe. October 21st, seven o'clock, AFC Darwin Clubhouse. Um, where, uh, where the venue is and hopefully um, we'll get quite a few people coming along. Yeah, yeah. Um, what uh, what kind of things will be on the agenda? Um, uh, how will the agenda be announced? Um, we're still in the uh, process of formulating the agenda. Um, that's the responsibility really of the Secretary, Simon. Um, he's currently working away at that. Um, we, we want as many people who uh, can possibly attend to attend. Uh, it's the first AGM. Um, and it's important to really that we get as many people uh, to, to show an interest and not only for us to be able to communicate what we've done um, and there'll be an accounts uh, uh, to be presented at that point as well um, so from a, a legal point of view we've got to do that um, and of course we'll, we'll try and get across what we've done but really it's as important for the membership to come to us um, and just to show their faces and to maybe put forward what they've uh, got in mind for us and, and there will be some issues that we need probably need to take a vote on um, and that will obviously uh, uh, be, be done at the time I, I assume 
Um, um, but we really want people to come because we, we want to sort of connect uh, with people because a lot of our stuff is done a, a long way away, if you know, in the internet and uh, at a distance. So face to face is, is always best, we feel, and uh, it's a rare opportunity for us to try and actually meet a, a number of people who've, uh, who've, who've signed up. Um, and the other thing we wanted to do as well is, and I'm going to keep going on about this uh, as a recurring theme uh, during this discussion, but one of the main uh, issues we've got is we've got not enough people to help us. We're trying to do so many different things, um, and because it's all voluntary and most of us, uh, you know, we've got busy lives and full-time jobs and roles in other uh, responsibilities, we just don't have enough manpower to complete and get through all the tasks that we try and try and set ourselves up to do. Um, and of late, I've been asking via message board, via uh, uh, Twitter, etc., for, for volunteers to stick their hand up and say, I'm a member of the Trust, or even if you're not a member of the Trust, to come along and help us with some of the fairly basic jobs, but just jobs that need uh, uh, somebody to come along and, and help with. So I'm hoping that um, we can get uh, a few familiar faces uh, to turn up, uh, particularly at this AGM, and we can say, uh, anybody interested in helping, and we can get some names down for, for regular assistance. Mm, yeah. Um, you had somewhere in the region of uh, 1,100 members uh, uh, just before the elections, I think, uh, was announced. Um, have I, I mean, I think at the time, I think Paul was saying it took Arsenal some like 10, 10 years yeah. to, to reach that number, and uh, you've done it in a matter of months. Well, you can, yeah. I, I've mentioned it before, but there's a direct correlation between general overall satisfaction with the running of the club and results on the pitch um, and spikes in, in recruitment in membership. Mm. Um, I, Despite what many Arsenal fans will tell you, they have a pretty happy lot um, mm. in terms of success on the pitch and, and good running of the club, whereas Rovers um, over the last three years probably could not say the same. Um, and we've seen it time and time again. Every time there's been a gaff uh, or a complete um, disaster of a decision being made at Ewood Park, uh, the numbers go through the roof. So mm. um, that's that's the way we've done. We've seen clearly that there's... We've been given a fairly strong mandate by um, the, the supporters of the club to uh, go forward. Uh, the current membership levels are around, I think, just shy of 1,300, um, which when you put it in, in context of how many season ticket sales there are, um, say, I don't know what the actual figures are, but say that uh, the season ticket figures are 8,000, 8, to have 1,300 members in, in less than 12 months, I think, is a fair, a fair uh, achievement for what we, we can consider um, um, what we think is... is what we think we should be achieving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after the elections, you were still continuing to increase the membership. You had a bit of a drive, I think, just around the election time or so. Yeah, we were always looking for membership, mm. um, but it, it, there's, there's two parts, really, in terms of trying to recruit people. There's the, the work that the club do for us, and I've just mentioned that, mm. uh, and then there's the proactive side that we, we try and do, and... Um, one of my main responsibilities as a chairman is to drive forward the membership. Um, and it's difficult because, um, number one, when you've got no football being played at all during the summer, it's a, it's a notoriously difficult time to uh, in, in, engage people in this way. Um, and number two, um, things appear on the face of it from the outsider to have calmed down at the club. Chevy Singh doesn't appear to have been involved of late um, and from... I don't speak from the trust here, but from personal point of view, I don't think he was a good thing for the club. Um, and I think that's just, that view is shared. So Chevy's disappeared, so there's less of his involvement and embarrassment. Um, there appears to have been um, a, a soft choice being taken with the manager, uh, but has generally the backing of the, of the supporters. 
um, and there don't appear to have been any number of bizarre football si- uh, player signings from um, the four corners of the globe, uh, which which people were were, were getting concerned about, um, and all those factors uh, are seemingly uh, disappearing now, and there's a general level of overall satisfaction. I mean, the start of the season, we started playing well, particularly in the first game at Derby, uh, we're unlucky not to get the three points, uh, a couple of poor results uh, at the Forest game and the Carlisle uh, game, but the last two games, obviously, we've scored uh, five and four, um, and uh, look, that then puts, on top of all those other factors disappearing, there's a general feel-good factor of the club, relatively speaking. I mean, we're not qualifying for Europe or anything, but um, after the, the stormy waters of the previous two, two years or so, uh, it's it's actually uh, quite refreshing. So all that goes against this, this mm. natural um, growth that we've experienced through, through the bad times. Um, but, we, we, but as I say, my responsibility, or one of my responsibilities is to be proactive in, in, in getting new members in. Um, and obviously that becomes more and more difficult as, as things calm down. Yeah, um, the... The three arms of uh, of the trust. Um, th- can you just remind uh, us what they are? The, yeah. the, the umbrella group term is the Rovers Trust, and under that we've got the the Cask Blackburn Rovers Supporters Trust, Cask the Community and Amateur Sports Club, which is involved with uh, the charity and the uh, social side of things. There's the uh, BRSIT. Uh, limited company, which is exactly what that is. It's a limited company that's involved in, in mm-hmm. trading, uh, that allows us to trade. Right. Um, and then there's the Investment Trust, CBS, which is the vehicle that is set up to uh, allow us to, at some point to have a, a bid at the club if we wanted to make a, uh, an offer for the club uh, to take over it in whole or part. That That's what that particular arm would be involved in. Right, yeah. Now, if we sort of concentrate for the moment on the... Uh, uh, the CASC, the CASC uh, activities. Uh, they deal essentially with community uh, issues and uh, social issues, uh, charity issues, and so on. Um, you've uh, you've been pretty much involved in the last few months uh, with community type stuff, if we put it that way. Um, sponsorships, competitions, fundraising. Um, would you like to take us through a few of those and, and let yeah. us know what, what you've been doing? Um, a lot of it goes on in the background. Um, because we're still a, a relatively young trust, certain policies uh, needed to be, be formulated and put in place. So we're still in the process of doing that. Um, but may not come as a surprise to anybody listening, but there is a lot of bureaucracy and red tape involved in all yeah. of this. Yeah. Um, and that's not so bad when it's a full-time job, etc. But when you're all trying to do it, uh, at the end of a, a long day or a weekend, trying to fit it in between work and family, etc., mm. things just tend to take forever. But we have made quite a lot of progress. Um, the, com- the, the, the community side of things is, is very important to us. One of the um, specified aims of the, of, of the, of the trust, or yeah. any trust, uh, is to get the community involved again and, and for, be for the benefit of the community. Um, and uh, to that end, we've been involved in sponsoring and giving charitable donations to a number of organisations in the Blackburn area um, to, uh, you know, allow us to, to, to fulfil that role. Mm. Yeah. yeah, we heard in Podcast 66 from Paul that uh, um, the, the Trust is uh, moving towards uh, registering uh, Ewood Park as an asset of community value. Mm. The application uh, should be... Uh, going through right now and hopefully by mid-October I think uh, uh, the result will be known. Um, now, 
you're also involved in sponsorship, uh, sponsorship of local teams, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, so far, we've made two um, fairly substantial uh, payments to uh, football local football clubs. Uh, we've made a, 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 a what we did. We asked for charity, but this, the way it needs to be done is you have to ask or invite organisations to apply for a charitable donation. Okay. Um, you, you don't just approach them and say, would you like it? Then? No, no, the, the, yeah. the way it's done is that um, <coughs> you set yourself up and then you invite applications. Right. Um, and the, uh, obviously there have been no shortage of applications really? in this time, uh, this day and age. And uh, so far we've completed two successful uh, donations. One was to um, the Blackburn Eagles uh, FC uh, and the other was to Mellor Juniors. Um, both obviously uh, in and around the Blackburn area. Um, the uh, money that we've given them has been used for kit, a uh, new kit for the teams. Um, and the most relevant one at the moment is the Blackburn Eagles one because uh, very recently they had their fun day. Um, and at that particular event, uh, that was when the, it was the start of the season for them. Blackburn Eagles, they, they run uh, six sides and I think they're doing another three or four sides or clubs sorry, teams as it were, mm. um, and it's all, uh, it's all, again, it's all voluntary for them and they're just allowing all age groups, I think from about under nine up to any age, uh, to have a team that will play at the weekend, uh, you can get involved in the local Sunday leagues, etc. Um, but but they're, they're all just, you know, run f from volunteer basis, so uh, what, we're, what we did, our, our money was used for a complete new kit for a new side that they'd uh, developed, the any age team or all age team, I think it was called. Um, so that was 15 tops, 15 shorts, 15 socks, uh, goalkeeper's kit, or two goalkeeper's kit I think it was, um, and, uh, and in return obviously we've got the Rovers Trust logo on the front of their shirt. Um, and the fun day was a week last Sunday, uh, Paul and I attended as representatives of the Trust, we had our little stall there where we were, uh, we, we made some uh, sign-ups and tried to sell some of our merchandise. Uh, and then at the end there was a presentation from uh, ex-Rovers captain Gareth Lickcroft who was invited to turn up on the day um, and all the teams went through with the new shirts um, and uh, the sponsors got photographed with Gary and then over the new shirts to some of the lads and I have to say I was uh, overwhelmed with how grateful the teams or well, the teams, uh, the lads I spoke to with the playing on the team that we'd sponsored they were absolutely over, you know, they were delighted with what we'd done for them mm. the kits were really, really good and they looked fantastic mm. Um, we've got some photographs on our website, I think, from somewhere. Um, and they look super smart, and, and they were so grateful that they've got a real professional-looking kit uh, for them to wear, and uh, it's allowed them to uh, have a new team up and um, uh, start the season looking pretty good, and uh, uh, we were delighted to do it as well, and uh, it, was, it was a really good day. Really? Yeah. So that's the Blackburn Eagles. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've also made a donation to Mellor Juniors. We've not got too too far with uh, engaging with them yet, but they've uh, they've had the donation, and um, I'm, as far as I'm aware, they're uh, they're on with that, and I'm sure we'll do something similar with them in the near future. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are you still taking applications in for uh, for sponsorship? There is a time frame that our policy has been developed so that um, we, it's not an open book that anybody can roll up any time and say, "Can we have X, Y, or Z for this project?" Um, there's a window uh, which is closed now, and it's, I think it opens again. <laughs> it's like a transfer window, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the charity window opens again, uh, I think, in the new year, uh, where we'll, uh, we'll, which we'll advertise in advance. Say, like, you know, if anybody's interested, uh, send your applications to the trust, and they'll all be considered. Some we'll be able to meet, some we won't. And we're often said to people, if we can't do the whole amount that's been requested, we can certainly go some way to making a smaller donation if it's possible. 
Uh, we've got to work within our means as well. We know we can't just hand all our money over. We've got a, a budget to work to, mm-hmm. uh, but we we are we certainly um, you know we're, we're into four figure sums already in terms of what we've uh, committed to. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be looking for more next year. Yeah, and uh, this this funding, uh, where where does it come from? Is it all from membership fees or no. how, how is that dispersed? No. Um, it, some people might take up section um, and, and look into, oh, when if I'm paying ten pounds for membership, um, why am I? Why is it going into uh, charitable donations? Well, you know that's part of what it is. In, in fairness, um, there's not a lot left after we've. Uh, you've got your your ten pounds goes into uh, one pound of it goes for the share, and then there's obviously the logistics of actually becoming a member, like the printing out and the distribution of the pack, etc., etc., and the badges and wristband. Um, and any excess really is rolled over into the running of the trust, um, so that's where that goes. But we 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 do have member uh, memorabilia or or merchandise. I think there will be that we've got to, that, that generates funds for that. Um, we've got various uh, plans for more of that. We're planning a, a major um, sporting dinner back at Ewood again um, in the next six months or so. The last one we did uh, raised a heck of a lot of money for us. Um, and uh, give us a really good start when we are the ones to trust, um, and that sporting dinner will will be something similar. You know that that will generate thousands of pounds of income for us to allow us to to move forward and uh, you know put some money back in the bank for for things such as the charitable donations. Right, and um, this will all come out in the AGM. Uh, yeah. When the accounts are. Uh, yeah, the accounts yeah. will be prepared and ready for the AGM, so that can be mm. analysed by any of the membership. Yeah. 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 And uh, also, in addition to the two local teams, uh, you've also recently uh, sponsored Alan's Judge for the season. Yeah, um, I think it was Liam Best. Last Liam Best season. last season. Yeah. Um, we we at the launch day on the twenty fourth of November last year, uh, we did the launch of the cathedral, um, and then we all went to the match. It was the Millwall home game, which was a dismal affair, as I recall. Um, but one of the things that came up on that day was um, the opportunity to sponsor Leon um, at a cut rate simply because it was into November and nobody and uh, you know, still he was, injured wasn't he yeah he was still hadn't played he played that half a game at the pre-season game against that Greek side scored a goal bust his knee up and then played since so, poor Leon yeah poor old Leon anyway we, we paid for that um, and we got a lot for it you know, we got a lot of bang for our book we, um, we got our name on the uh, big screen at Ewood every game uh, I think it was in the programme every week um, and we got um, tickets, um, well, not so much tickets, but access to Brockhall on a couple of occasions when the full first team squad were training there. Um, and we used that as part of a, a, a competition prize um, to, uh, for the membership. So that was Leon last year. And this year we decided um, perhaps we might try somebody else. <laughs> um, and we've um, we've sponsored uh, Alan Judge this season. And um, just as a side note on that, we've had a little wager with our friends at the Action Group. Um, they've also sponsored a player, Grant Hanley, um, and we've got a gentleman's agreement that um, whoever uh, whoever's sponsored player scores the most league goals in this season, um, the other group uh, pays £100 to a nominated charity. Um, so at the moment it's nil-nil, uh, and I have a feeling it might well be nil-nil at the end of May at this rate. <laughs> so I'm not quite it's sure. It's going to be a close one, who's that? Yeah, it's going to be a, a close one thing. Um, Grant obviously offers something from set pieces. Well, Judge has got these dead bold situations, as they say. Um, so uh, it, uh, we haven't got a, 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 
a plan for if it is nil-nil, but I'm sure something will come along as we go forward. But yeah, so we've put some money into the club, uh, um, like you sort of lump it, but folks, uh, uh, it's not a massive amount, but we will get something back for that, um, and we will also put whatever we get back for that into the membership like we did last season as a prize for a competition, etc., etc. So mm. um, you know, it's all above board and, and, and square. Yeah, good. This comes uh, under the auspices of Cask. The community and sports group, yeah, that's yeah. that's all under that really. Um, mm. You can probably make a case for moving things around, but it doesn't really matter. Um, those are only set up as a uh, a, a red tape issue and and to keep mm. us in line with the legal requirements. So the overall mm. picture is that all these things come under the remit of what a trust should and does do. Yeah. Um, the um, the legal side of it is is just so I think mainly for accounting and paperwork basis really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the cam the, the, the cask is something we've said in previous podcasts going back to the, uh, last November and so on. Uh, but it's just a, an acronym for Community and Amateur Sports Club. Yeah, which yeah. allows us to make these donations and and so on. Yeah, yeah. Now, who who's actually involved in the community stuff? Um, Dawn Fennell, uh, who was on a couple of podcasts previously uh, with yourself. Uh, she's the ju- she's still looking after the juniors. Dawn's no longer uh, on the on the um, trust board or committee, whatever you want to call it. Mm. Um, she's um, she's didn't have enough time to be honest. Um, she she had a lot on, but um, she still obviously uh, has a, a, an interest in the trust. But in terms of what uh, personnel, there's myself, it's Paul, it's Anthony Corrie, uh, and Mark Ashworth. Um, uh, those are the main four people that are involved in it, um, and we do whatever we can between us to try and make these things go forward. Mm. On the community side, yeah, that, that's on the community yeah. side, yeah, yeah. And uh, you've also been involved in some competitions that is presumably uh, to raise awareness of the trust and get some money in. Or competitions is, yeah. is uh, again, it's one of the things we said we would do, um, and when we advertise for membership, so we're, we're fulfilling our. Um, promises that uh, it, it does two or three things really um, we've got to bear in mind that some of our members are junior members um, and we've had uh, some you know in inverted commas fun items we've got a mascot called Ronnie Ronnie the raccoon um, who's a, a puppet not a real raccoon no clarification um, and um, we've tried to he, he made a, a trip up to Brockhall and he's met all the first team squad um, again, stress, he's not a real raccoon, so there was no health and safety issues to be broached. Um, so we've um, had competitions whereby uh, we've over the summer to try and keep uh, engaging with the members, we've asked for people to send in photographs of uh, members in uh, foreign lands uh, or exotic places with a rover's top on, and the competition was that um, uh, the, the, the one that's the, the most interesting uh, of those photographs that we get in will be judged to be the winner and they will win uh, a signed uh, Rover's top. I think Simon Garner signed the top for us and we're going to give away and then we're just in the process of finalising who's won that by the way if you're listening everybody who entered. Um, so there was that uh, uh, around the world with Ronnie the Raccoon I think that particular yeah. competition was called yeah. um, and we've uh, had one or two other competitions that were um, involved in, in, in the members just um, contributing really I think the the first one we did was um, why should I join Rover's Trust and then you fill it in yourself um, and then the winner got the, the, three, the free tickets up to Brockhall for the training day which is a great day out I'm sure um, and uh, I can't remember the other one now but there's, there's been two or three mm. ones that we've just tried to keep um, tried to keep 
the members uh, you know involved, so we know that we, we keep talking to them all the time. Mm. Mm. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, Ronnie the raccoon around the world. You, you don't actually send him, a, or it. Sorry. No, Ronnie, anyway. was, Ronnie stayed at home. Um, he was just there was his iPad there, waiting for the photographs to come in and, and picking his favourites and asking his, uh, his his human assistant to upload them to the website. Uh, his uh, paws were too big for the iPad. Yes. <laughs> and, and you've also been involved in some fundraising uh, for the trust and also for charity. Um, well, we've tried to raise funds in many ways. Um, one of the ways we do it is is by selling our some merchandise, as I initially you know, yeah. touched on. And yeah. we, we bought quite a lot of um, the shirts that we've been selling, um, and any profit of that really goes to us, and that's fundraising, and therefore any funds that we raised will go towards helping these charitable donations. Um, we've also earmarked some other products that we want to do to sell, and... Um, the, the profits raised then will go towards fundraising uh, again for any manner of, of reasons to run in the trust but uh, uh, yeah to, to, a lot of it will go towards the charity donations yeah 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 that's good good um now your engagement with uh, with the membership um obviously you've got these meetings you know, the agm's coming up but more on a day-to-day -day basis um face to face Okay, you've got these competitions. Uh, you've uh, you've had the odd uh, fun day. Uh, how how else do you engage with the membership? Well, since the start of the season, we've had a number of uh, what probably in the current vogue say called uh, pop up stalls. We've been to the Mall on a number of occasions in Blackburn Town Centre, uh, and we've had a stall there, um, and that's. Been on Saturdays when they, there's been more, literally thousands of people mm. uh, in there, and we've met and greeted and greeted. Is that the right phrase? Yeah. Met and greeted. Mm -hmm. um, you know, hundreds of people in there. We've given them our leaflets. We've signed many members up. We've sold some shirts and merchandise, uh, and generally made sure that people were aware that we were there. Um, we've uh, done that on four or five different occasions over the summer. Um, we were at the fun day for the Eagles on a uh, week last Sunday. Um, we've been in discussion with local supermarkets to annoy people on their way in to do their shopping, a la E.ON and British Gas and RAC like they do. Uh, so if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for us. Um, we're just trying to find as many different um, venues and ways in to uh, be in front of our, our potential audience, really, mm. um, because we were acutely aware that our existence could only be uh, justified by uh, being on the internet uh, most of the time on our website, through mm. social media sites, etc. Um, and having uh, feet on the ground in the Blackburn area is, is crucial. Um, and we, we've had various ideas come and go through at the time, and these sort of pop-up stores seem to be the, the best way forward because uh, they're very low cost and sometimes free um, and are flexible, and um, we can pick and choose where we want to go and uh, for how long we want to be there for as well. Mm. Um, the next big, excuse me, the next... Uh, Just going back to that point, um, how, how many of the people who you speak to are completely unaware of the Rovers? There are some, there are some. Uh, um, my experience is that if somebody comes up to the stall, um, and uh, I, my, my initial question is um, to them, are you already a member? Mm. And if, the, if they say no, obviously then I will ask them, would they like to be a member? And that obviously then raises the question, 
um, why should I be a member? At which point, then, if they're not, if they are a member, great. You know, that's job done. If they're not a member, that gives me the opportunity to explain um, what we are, who we are, and why being a member is such a good mm -hmm. idea. Um, and uh, quite often, uh, I get a sale, and, and sometimes they say I'll come back on the way, uh, way mm -hmm. back, and do it, and so on. Um, but the amount of people who don't know who we are is is fairly small. Really, you know, it's maybe one out of every five or six people that I talk to. Mm. Um, but this, you know, I soon educate them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Those are locals. Yeah, I'd say we've done all. All we've yeah. done is the mall and and, yeah. and at, um, at Griffin Park School uh, near Miller last uh, Sunday. So in the mall, you know, on a Saturday you're going to get the people of Blackburn doing the shopping. Yeah. yeah so you know yeah. you couldn't get any more uh, um, local than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, presumably, if you had more manpower, uh, you'd be able to do uh, satellite places like. Uh, Accrington, Greta Howard. Definitely. They're all, all the places that um, you would, you know, there are any number of towns which we would like to do it in, but we just haven't got the manpower and the mm -hmm. time. Uh, it's been a core of two, two, three, four people. Myself, Paul, Mark uh, and Duncan um, have done it um, on, on a varying sort of rotor, uh, depending on who can do what at any time. So there's only four of us. Um, and you know we've all got our got, got to find time to do that. You know, giving up a Saturday mm. or a Sunday all day. Number one, it's hard work, real hard work, mm. standing there and, uh, on your on your on your feet all day. Um, and number uh, two, you've you know we've just got a life. You've got to try and fit that in with all the rest of the stuff that you do. Mm. Uh, so you know again, I appeal if anybody's interested in uh, putting their hand up and, and and helping out at any of these uh, events. Uh, please feel free to get in touch with me um, via the message board if, if you like or um, via our website. You know, you can go inquiries at rosetrust.co.uk will get an email to me. So, yeah, please don't be shy in, in volunteering. We, we need more. Mm, yeah, good, good. Um, the next thing we're doing, and it's quite an important event, is um, the Huddersfield game in two weeks' time, uh, the Huddersfield home game. We've um, got a, an arrangement with the McDonald's uh, restaurant at Ewood, the one that's the water right outside the ground at the uh, junction yeah. of Bolton Road and Livesey Branch Road. We'll be in there from around about noon before the match with our, with our set-up, um, so our posters. Uh, we're taking over uh, um, a, a small area of the restaurant. We'll have membership sign-up forms, we'll have leaflets, we'll have merchandise, uh, and we'll have quite a few of our, our team there to answer questions uh, and to generally just uh, try and promote the trust and get members to sign up. Right up through up till just before match day, you know, we we actually want to go on the game, so we won't be there till three o'clock. Yeah. Uh, so so sometime sort of half two ish, um, yeah. and then we'll be uh, sort of winding down and disappearing in, into the ground. So um, mm. that's a, a, I think that's our best uh, event yet, or likely to be our best event yet. A because it's right next to the ground, and B there should be ten thousand Rovers fans in the vicinity, um, uh, a, a number of which might be inclined to use the McDonald's restaurant for uh, their pre-match uh, food or beverage. Um, so, uh, in fairness to the, the the lads in McDonald's, they've been quite happy to give up for free um, some of their restaurant on a busy day. So, uh, respect to McDonald's for that, um, and uh, hopefully we'll get uh, a real uh, buzz around the place uh, before the game on uh, a week on Saturday is. Mm. That's quite something. Isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, quite. Uh, in relative terms, I'm quite excited about it. <laughs> about going to. I've never been excited McDonald's. about going to McDonald's. I can promise you yeah. that, folks. Uh, it would be, wouldn't be my choice personally uh, yeah. of destination, but uh, I know a lot of people do enjoy their food. Yeah, 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 yeah. and yeah, it'd be interesting to see how um, 
Ronnie the raccoon gets on in there. With, I think uh, they'll cut him up and serve him in a bun. <laughs> stay, away, stay away, Ronnie, if you're listening. Yeah. What's, the, what's that big smiley one that McDonald had? Uh, it's <laughs> cheese. No, the, Ronald McDonald. Oh, um, oh Ronald McDonald, isn't yeah. it? He's the main man, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Ronnie Lavin. <laughs> either, either him or Hamburglar. <laughs> Great. Well, yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully that uh, goes well. That's uh, enough free advertising for McDonald's, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Hud- that's the Huddersfield home game. Yeah, Huddersfield, yeah. a week on Saturday. I-, I hope I've got my maths right there. Right. And uh, in terms of uh, engagement, uh, we've just been talking about how you engage with, uh, with the members. Um, you've... Uh, also got uh, some engagement with the club. You, you've uh, obviously you've set up with them to uh, sponsor one of the players, Alan Judge. Uh, also, you've set up these days uh, for people to go down to Brockhall. Um, who who have you been dealing with at the club to to uh, um, set these things up? Well, you don't have much choice, really. <laughs> yeah. There's nobody there. <laughs> right. um, there's Derek's really uh, Derek Shaw, um, the managing director, has been. Um, good enough to talk to our corporate officer Brian, Brian Lamb um, and Brian and Derek get on very well uh, and there is a fairly regular flow of information from us to them if you cast your minds back to various podcasts in the past etc you you'll may recall that we've sent a, a very big, or sorry, a fairly de- detailed document to Venkis uh, specifically Mrs Desai at her request that was from uh, uh, from a an introduction via Derek Shaw, so um, you may remember that it's, it's the presentation was, was very detailed and very um, uh, intricate in what it what in describing what a a trust is and b what Rovers Trust mm. are and what the Rovers Trust could do to help Mrs Desai and the club uh, in general. Unsurprisingly, in my opinion, um, we didn't get a reply from that. Uh, the document has been made public, and um, just so people are aware of what we tried to do. Um, but uh, I, 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 Brian uh, um, is, is, is pretty pally with, with Derek Shaw, so um, you know we, we do have a, a, a fairly steady flow of communication to and fro from from us to them at the club. Um, but that's really all you can expect. Uh, there are obviously office staff. Um, um, I'm not I don't know what the situation is with Karen Silk at the moment. Uh, mm. Still, still on a notice or whether that's changed there's no, no, no news on that front um, and uh, the commercial staff really are the only other people we've dealt with for the sponsorship deal and that was only one person um, you know it was a quick quick deal done so there was not much ongoing there mm-hmm. uh, that's that's all we've got yeah you, you've uh, you set up the Brockall days uh, with through through uh, Brian Lamb and, and Derek Shaw the Brockall um, were a direct result of player sponsorship we get as part of the package you know, oh, we got we got two uh, chances of going up to um, the training ground to see the first team training, and um, we just gave them away as prizes. Right, they're yeah. just a direct um, uh, part of the package you get from player sponsorship. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they don't just say, "By the way, do you want to send somebody up?" You know, you've got to actually do some sure. return for that. Sure, yeah, yeah. Mm. And uh, yeah, the the presentation that uh, was sent to Venkis didn't, uh, as you say, it was uh, at Mrs. Desai's behest, but. Um, you haven't got any replies on that. Are, are you thinking of um, sending any other information, or uh, do you regularly try to um, elicit a response from them? No, not at this time. 
There are no plans to currently communicate directly with the ben with Benkis or Mrs. Desai. Mm, yeah. Um, wh why is that? I mean, the obvious is. There's not a lot more waiting, we could say, really. You're waiting for a response, basically. Well, you know, yeah. you could look at it from that point of view and say, well, you haven't answered our last question, but mm. that, that would really be a bit churlish. There's nothing else to say. We've said everything we could possibly say in that document. It explains in fine detail what exactly we are, what exactly we're about, and what good we could do. It wasn't, it wasn't a negative uh, communication in any way. If you had the chance to, it, to, to, to do so, go back and read it. It's on the website, so there's a PDF on the website. Go back and look at how many good things we've offered to be able to do by working with the club. Not never mind about buying a share or being involved in the club at a board level. Just as a, as a group of people who uh, have the best interests of Blackburn Rovers at heart, we uh, feel as though we could offer advice uh, and cooperation with the club uh, on a day-to-day -day and a week-to-week -week basis that would be for the benefit of the club. Um, so we've done all that, we've offered all that. Um, there's not a lot more we can do, um, other than come up with a, a, a share offer for the club, which uh, you know that that's in the in, in in the future hopefully. But there's not a lot more we can do right now. Um, there's nothing a lot more we can say, um, and the general consensus is it would be wasting our time anyway. Mm. So the the door is always open. That document or that that letter, as it should really be referred to, um, is an open offer for them to come back to us and say at any point. We've seen what you've said, um, and we want to take you up on your offer. Uh, and if anybody from the owners are, uh, gets to listen to this in the future, um, that offer is, is there and is wide open, and you're welcome to come and talk to us at any time. Mm, yeah, yeah. And th the offer is not to, to sell to you. The offer is simply to talk to you. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. come and talk to us. We can give you yeah. some advice. You know, there's so many things that the club have done wrong and things that could have been avoided. Um, uh, you know, even if it's from a financial benefit point of view, even engaging with local businesses, which they don't appear to want to do in the moment, you know, the other chairman of the trust is Wayne Wilde, whose whose business um, was involved in sponsoring the club up until very recently, um, and you know that that's something that they were proactive in losing. There was so much money been lost because of lack of sponsorship at the club. Even if it was only just to engage with us on a on a business side of things. And we could we could certainly rustle up some help from for, for sponsorship. I'm sure about that. And even if it was nothing else, they would put some money back into the club and maybe save somebody's job. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, to go back to the the community thing. I mean, uh, uh, if if they want to engage with uh, the fans, as they were saying right from the word go, weren't they? Um, then getting involved with groups like the Rovers Trust, it, it, it's a no-brainer, isn't it, really? I don't see why they wouldn't want to do it. But, you know, you could say that about all the things that they've done. I don't see why they would want to get rid of Sam Allardyce, lose Tom Finn, lose John Williams, etc., etc., from day one. And you have to question every decision they've been made. So uh, it doesn't come in as a great surprise that they are not interested at this current time in engaging with the group that wants to help them. Mm, yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, you're... Uh, you and your colleagues over at uh, the Trust are certainly uh, engaging with uh, the local community and the wider community, I think it has to be said. It's, it's not just uh, yep. down on the ground. And, uh, yeah, long may it continue. Yeah, sure. Well, we plan to do so. And uh, AGM, October 21st. AGM, uh, 21st of October. AFC Darwin, as they're now known. Five minutes down the road from uh, Ewood Park. 
Um, there's a bar on, um, and if anybody quotes my name at the bar, I'll, I'll stand them a pint if they're interested in coming on. So uh, I might regret saying that now. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think not not right. a binding offer that everybody. Yeah, yeah. Limited to three pints, we'll call it. Yeah. No, first, first three. Yeah, first three people who find me, I'll buy them a pint and I'll throw in some crisps. Uh, you can't do better than that, can you? Not around here, you can't. Good, good. Well, uh, good luck with uh, with preparations yeah. for the AGM and uh, for all the other activities that you're involved in, going to be involved in. Uh, thanks ever so much for taking time out. We're very busy. Uh, today yeah. I can see. Yeah, I chance to sit down to be honest, so <laughs> yeah. grateful for it. <laughs> good, good. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. No problem, thanks for having me. Okay. Well that's all we have time for today, uh, for today's podcast. Uh, thanks ever so much to Oz, uh, Oliver Jones, the co-chair of the Rovers Trust. We'll be back with uh, more podcasts pretty soon, so uh, look out for those. Uh, thanks ever so much for listening in, uh, wherever you are in the world. Do take care and thank you.